Welcome to The Unmistakable Marketer. Every week, we interview business leaders, marketers, and authors from around the world. Together, we try to unpack how we create marketing messages that attract attention and separate us from the competition. Our goal is to help you make your marketing unmistakable. In addition to this podcast, listeners get actionable advice on the latest insights in digital marketing from our free email newsletter, which can be found at tomorrow-people.com. That's tomorrow-people.com. And welcome to episode one of The Unmistakable Marketer. My name is Nathan Anibaba. Thank you very much for joining me. My guest this week is Jeff Lawrence. Jeff is Marketing Director for Vistage International UK. Vistage offer leadership and development for MDs and CEOs relating to all areas of their business and their personal lives too. Great organisation to be aware of. Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Could you tell our audience a little bit more about Vistage for those that aren't familiar with the company? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, Vistage is a leadership development and coaching organisation. Um, we um, help MDs and CEOs of uh, SME organisations to um, become better leaders um, and improve um, their businesses and, and the results from their personal life as well. Um, being a business leader can be quite lonely. You're expected to have all the answers. You're expected to know what to do. Um, everyone looks to you. Um, but strangely enough, um, you don't always have all the answers. Mm. So through a mixture of um, peer group advice, um, coaching, mentoring, subject matter experts, and a large online community of 21,000 members worldwide, um, we really um, provide a, a support platform to, to, so that MDs can be even more effective. Great, sir. Great. Thing. Well, thank you very much for um, for coming on the show. When I, when I did speak to you last week, um, I introduced the premise of the show, I think you, you said that you agreed with sort of 80% of it. Um, I, the way that I, I described it was that, um, I guess, you, you know, marketers are finding it more and more increasingly difficult to differentiate themselves because of the amount of content that's out there on the web, um, you know, seemingly um, various service providers have a similar sort of service offering. So it's very difficult to sort of differentiate um, you know who should who, who should we, we be evaluating or spending our money with? Um, hence the reason why the the podcast has, has been created to sort of uncover what makes content stand out or what makes an organisation stand out or differentiating themselves from the competition in a world of of sameness. And I think you mentioned that you you agree with sort of eighty percent of of sort of what I said. What was the twenty percent that you uh, that you disagreed with? Yeah, I, I, I think um, the, the main area I'd, I'd slightly disagree with is um, what, what the, the, the internet and the modern world has, has done is it, it's made uh, all companies or have the ability to be more visible and for, and for game changers and new businesses to step in very quickly. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I think it's the same situation as actually been existing for a number of years. Yeah. Um, you, your competitive, you need to have a competitive advantage. You need to have a differentiation in your marketing, mm. um, and I don't think that's any difference five, ten years, twenty years ago even. Right. Um, it's just that the visibility is a lot more different. Right. Um, and possibly what may have changed is where, where twenty years ago, um, strategic um, experts were saying you need to have a a position of long-term competitive advantage. I think it's more realistic now that you actually have a position of 
shorter term competitive advantage and you need to realize that every couple of years you need to keep leveraging or creating a new point of competitive advantage rather than just looking for a one that will solve that will be your uh, point of difference for the for the long term i see okay that's interesting okay so let's let's jump into the first question so what marketing have you come across that you would consider unmistakable um Okay, um, I think that, that there is a variety across sort of B2C, B2B type type areas um, and sort of differentiating from a, a sort of a brand perspective all, all the way through to the product and, and product service. Um, a couple I'd probably specifically flag. Um, I, I really like the work that Cadbury's have been doing recently with the animal-based adverts. Um, I think that's really leveraging a strong emotional connection, which then develops their brand um, on a on a complete emotional platform. I think that's very clever. Right. Um, some examples of um, I, th there's a there's a um, I tell you my travel company called Audley Travel. Um, I like their approach of really making sure the the um, service and the expertise they provide is is really bespoken and top-notch and first-hand experience, which means you get a holiday which is built and tailored around you. And it's one of those areas where lots of holiday companies have always said it, but none have really been able to deliver it properly. And I've, I've been impressed seeing some of their work. Um, the other, and the other sorts of ones, I mean, r relating to your initial comment about uh, the use of content, I'm always impressed with... Um, companies who are providing information that's useful to me um, even if I don't necessarily end up buying their product. Um, if the information is relevant, they're at least in my um, uh, portfolio of brands and suppliers that I'll consider. Right. Um, so probably from a, a marketing systems perspective, Marketo and HubSpot, I, I always like the work that they do. Right, okay. Interesting. That's probably, the, that's probably the three I'd probably flag. Great stuff. Okay, so you've mentioned emotional intelligence or, or the emotional connection that Cadbury's um, integrate into their campaigns and I guess this idea of um, service and expertise from, um, do you say Ordinary Travel, is that the name of the company? Ordinary. Ordinary Travel. Um, and then sort of relevancy, so any, any organization that can be sort of quite quite relevant in their marketing or their, their comms is something you're always going to sort of pay attention to, whether it's something quite immediate or whether it's um, a requirement for later on down the line. Could you, could you just talk to me about the emotional connection that um, Cadbury's have incorporated into, in, into their marketing? You know, why do you think that's, that's so powerful? Um, and, and how do organizations, do you think, in your opinion, sort of leverage an emotional connection? Sure. Um... Well, I think um, obviously the, the, the realm of fast-moving consumer goods, so the, the FMCG world, mm. um, ha, ha, have always been quite at the forefront of brand development and uh, building brands um, uh, which are leveraging into the emotional side. Um, and the reality is uh, most people will buy emotionally and then post-rationalize um, or will make the decision to buy and then try to rationalize um, logically once they've made that almost emotional um, connection. Right. So if you can hit on the emotional side as well as the logical reasoning side, then you're right. covering both side, both angles. Sure. Um, and the FMCG, the good FMCG companies have, 
have really, um, really um, driven that. Um, I think it's trying to at least be aware of, of both sides in, in your marketing, even if you're not a big FMCG company. Sure. Okay. So as far as Vistage is concerned, you know, what, what, does, what does the competitive environment look like for you guys? Is it difficult to differentiate yourself in your marketplace? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for Vistage. Um, I mean, at heart of Vistage is, is our, our peer advice where we run private advisory groups. Um, it's a concept that is well known and well understood and has been in place for a long number of years in the U.S., but it's not a standard concept in the UK. So in many respects, our sector um, is an unknown sector, um, right. and we're then competing against um, uh, competitors who, don't, who aren't direct competitors, but they're almost indirect competitors sure. um, from, uh, uh, from universities running MBAs through to individual coaches who will go into businesses through to consultants through to um, anyone in between. So... Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting competitive environment in terms of that uh, no one but everyone is a, is a competitor at the moment. Right. So, so what are you focusing on at, this is at the moment to sort of raise the profile of the brand and talk to those organizations or those individuals that don't even know the service offering exists? Sure. Um, well, we've done a lot of work, um, first of all, to try and really make sure we understand um, our target market that we're going for. We understand where they are, the, the problems, the pains, the issues, mm. um, and really making sure that our product um, and our service is really able to deliver for them. Mm. Um, when, um, but then we're, we're doing a lot of work making sure that the, the messaging that potential members uh, for Vistage receive is relevant um, before you actually become a member. The, right. the, as with most um, products or most services, um, uh, potential customer messaging is quite different to customers' messaging once you've experienced it. So the recruitment messages can be very different to the retention messages. Right. Um, so we need to make sure that our recruitment messages are spot on for the audience and then making sure that we're getting those messages into our target markets, um, inboxes, desks, etc. So uh, insights driving um, relevant recruitment messaging, yeah. um, strengthening that recruitment messaging by um, continuing improving the, the service um, to make even stronger statements, yeah. uh, and then making sure we're, we're sharing content, um, sharing information, um, helping potential members to become better leaders, even should they not join Vistage. Right. Um, so we're trying to add value um, to to MDCOs wherever we can. Um, that's sort of some of the work we're really focusing on. So, so what I'm taking away from that is really sort of relevancy of, of content relating to pain, issue, and challenge. Um, again, depending on sort of where they are, whether they are, um, you know, a prospect or whether they're a, a customer, um, and then. The second thing I'm hearing is the your ability to deliver, I guess, servicing the client once they're actually sort of um, once they've actually joined Vistage. So going back to the three points that you highlighted earlier in terms of um, service and, and expertise and relevancy of content, it seems as though you're doing those things really quite well. Um, 
How have you incorporated the emotional element that you talked about from from the FMCG um, um, example that you gave? You know, is it important for you to incorporate some some form of emotional connection into the brand? Are you able to do that with a service offering uh, such as leadership development? Can you just talk to me about that for a moment? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm going to think as, as soon as we start talking about pain points, yeah. um, you're then imme immediately into an emotional place. Right. Um, so um, if if uh, an MD or CEO, it, it, it can be, um, uh, if you expect to have all the answers and you don't necessarily have everyone to turn to, it ends up being quite an isolating position or you can be quite lonely at the top, which is, yeah. a, which is a well used phrase. Yeah. Um, so if we provide a place which helps MDs um, overcome their their problems there's, uh, and, and maximise on their opportunities. Mm. Then you're into into emotional storytelling along, alongside just a description of the product. Right. So it's much more about how we can help um, uh, members achieve more, help count those MDCOs achieve more, um, overcome their problems, share um, advice amongst each other. You you're very quickly into an emotional platform, um, and you and the fastest you can move away from the old-fashioned sort of Benefits and features, and more into this is really what it what it feels like and means um, through the use of case studies for further support, etc., or just some top tips. Then then you're into an into emotional field very quickly. Great. I want to go back to a point that you made, sort of at the top of the conversation around um, sort of short term competitive advantage over and above sort of this longer term competitive advantage that we've been led to believe is is the holy grail in in, um, in, in positioning and, and, and strategy um what advice would you give to marketers who um you know who are struggling to develop sort of sh this short-term competitive advantage in it you know as opposed to this sort of longer term one that you said i guess doesn't have as much yeah in, in, in the 21st century sure um I mean, my first piece of advice would be uh, don't assume this is purely a marketing challenge. Right. This is a business challenge. Sure. Um, there's no point marketing just creating um, a point of differentiation if it's not driven through the whole business and, and isn't um, brought in by the, the rest of the management team or the CEO. So I think, first of all, it's have you as a business got a clear value proposition? Have you got a clear purpose? Mm. Do you know what your, your mission is, what you're trying to achieve? Mm. Um, is is um, is is there a strategy? Um, if you haven't got some of those things in place, then I, I think it's going to be very challenging to marketing to suddenly create a, a point of differentiation just purely in terms of some some copy or something on on a on a piece of direct mail or whatever. Yeah. So I think this is a differentiation is part is a company challenge, right. um, and you need to really be making sure that that. It, that that the CEO, the MD of the business, is really helping lead the charge from this. Mm. Um, you, as a marketeer, have got a valuable part to play in it. You, you should. You're normally the one leading the customer insight. You mm. can bring. You be the voice of the customer, um, the competitive insight. Lots of those elements are quite often marketing-led, mm. and obviously you're then taking the, the driving the the changes to the messaging and etc. And driving the the, the um, marketing comms through. But I think one clear bit of advice I say is don't assume this is just purely a marketing challenge. This is right. a business challenge, right. um, uh, which needs to be driven centrally. Um, sometimes it's, it's the people and the culture, which is the 
pure differentiator and that can't be created just by marketing saying it that's a whole if it's cultural that's a whole business culture um, so I think that's probably the key bit but once you've got a clear proposition then make sure you're really working through how to position that and leverage it properly um, and then testing things don't just assume that's the right message that for that for work just um, test different messaging, especially mm. with the online world. You can test messaging very easily. Mm. See what resonates the most. Do more of what keeps resonating, keeps working, and don't forget to keep keep. Don't treat um, customer insight and market research as a one-off. It needs you need to be um, keeping abreast of what's happening in in your, in your target market, and even looking at where other target markets are. Definitely, I'd, um, I'd agree with that. What would you say to a, a marketer who, who would ask the question of, well, you know, it's very difficult to sort of have that sort of strategic conversation with a CEO who is focused on quarterly earnings and, and you know, I guess short-term profitability. I guess what you're talking about there is much more of a sort of a longer-term game. How do you sort of balance... Um, you know, the expectations of the CEO, the shareholders who expect uh, results now, as opposed to sort of more of a longer term strategic um, company wide approach to positioning and differentiation. Um, yeah, I mean, we've all got ongoing targets to hit, um, but um, a part of being an MD CEO is making sure you're leading the business. Yeah. Um, if as if if you're leading the marketing function, but you don't have an MDCO who's, who's leading business and is just looking at the next quarter only, sure. um, then it's going to be a challenge for marketing. Um, if you're a marketing director in that business, I, I think it's your responsibility then to challenge the MDCO to say, well, we, we're clear on the focus for the next quarter, but what's the focus in a year's time, two years' time, three years' time? Right. What, what's where we're trying to get to? Because um, we don't, if we don't balance the long term with the short term. We might achieve the next quarter's um, revenue targets and profit targets, but achieving growth in two years' time is going to be incredibly hard work because we're not asking ourselves the right questions. So I think it's uh, it, it, everybody in the business has got the right to um, challenge the business. Um, but the, the management team, the MDCO, has got, got to be leading the charge. Great stuff. Wonderful. And, and just, to, just to close off, Jeff, what are you focusing on for the next sort of 12 to 18 months as far as Vistage marketing and positioning is concerned? Sure. Um, we've, so I think over the last couple of years, we, we've, um, uh, we've, we're very confident in the service we offer. Um, so um, a, a lot of good work in terms of driving improvements in services has happened, and we're now seeing the, the big benefits of that coming through with um, uh, referrals, um, from, from members as, at record levels, um, which shows, shows the service delivery is getting right, is right. Um, from, a, from a marketing, our, our focus is, is um, um, therefore uh, really about making sure um, uh, relevant awareness, lead generation and lead conversion for, for new members um, is, is working properly. We've done a lot of work with um, uh, developing the, the outbound marketing channel, channel um, from sort of um, advertising, online advertising, etc., through direct mail or, or, or whatever. Um, we've done a lot of work um, uh, focusing on selected partners, mm. um, but probably the, the, the piece of work that we're going to 
put more work into now is, is getting the, the, the inbound channel of retirement up and running um, even more successfully yeah. so that um, rather than us reaching out to find people, it's easier and easier for them to find us but to also get through the marketing funnel into the sales funnel as fast as possible. Sure. Brilliant. No, so that, that's probably the, that's the focus now for us. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Unmistakable Marketer. Join me next week where we'll be speaking to another marketer to find out what makes our content unmistakable. Join me for that one. Thanks.